0: Welcome to Bad Dads Film Review, the show in which a collection of cinephile dads catch up on all the movies we missed while we were too busy being parents to go to the cinema. And perhaps mistakenly operating under the impression that it would be funny to talk about what our kids were watching, we discuss those things too. And when we talk about those films and TV programmes, then we can use a bit of the old fruity language, so if you like your podcasts inoffensive and light on spoilers... I'm afraid this is not the place for you. We should part ways. But if you like your chats with some mild to severe language, anything from bugger to, well, you're an adult, you know the swears, and you feel like your metaphors should be mixed well, then it's not exactly rocket surgery. You should feel right at home here. Uh, As usual, I'm your co-host, Riggs, and this week we're a man up on last week's twosome. But since that man is Howie, our collective IQ and attractiveness quotient has fallen considerably, which is a shame. I know people enjoyed last week's encounter with our insect friend, but we were chastised by a listener who felt we didn't close out our encounter with the moth and make it clear what happened at the end of the show. And whilst I'd like to say that after peacefully coexisting all that time, we all went our own way, however, the truth is, Sidie did in fact have to take the moth out to the barn and shoot it with a shotgun, old yellow style. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah, it's a very sad end to what was mostly laughs. But on the plus side, we, we plan to do exactly the same thing this week with Howie after today's <laughs> show. So every cloud and all that. Now, have you ever felt the desire to communicate an idea to someone to stimulate some thought or emotion in them? Perhaps maybe you've got an incredible song or lyric in your head that you need to express. Maybe a doctor has phoned to recommend you a new hemorrhoid cream and you want to endlessly Google the nastiest side effects. So you need to write something down. You can't do any of those things without a pen. So this week sees us paying tribute to the stylo as we discuss the top five movie pens. And then our main feature this week is the 2014 Brian Wilson and the Pet Shop Boys. No. <laughs> <Right>.
1: Western <laughs>
0: Girls. Beach Boys, biopic Love and Mercy. And we close things out with a new a look at the new Netflix series, Making Fun. So that's this week's show. Howie returning triumphant.
1: Yeah, well, physically and mentally, not quite. I've been under this delusion that I'm, in fact, 20 years old again, and I've gone on a lad's trip. Yeah, a world-class lad's banter. <laughs> yeah, fucking pull your pants down, finger up your bum, use your rugby stuff.
0: Was it, was it all that sort of stuff? Was it drinking at nine o'clock in the morning? And... Drinking your own piss,
1: eating your own shit, like a family holiday for you. Mm. No, but there's a couple of issues. One young sort of ski seasonaires came up to us and said I hope we're as loose as you bastards when we're your age yeah. and so It made us feel quite old I didn't even know what loose meant yeah. that's how uh, out of touch um, yeah. and then the other time we went to a restaurant and the lady said "You," she was Borat, she said um, you, you you appear to have uh, been the first people to have eaten three main courses at each at the
2: restaurants <laughs>
1: and we were I thought they were the starters so oh. it's important to look like absolute obese british pigs yeah abroad and did you do any actual skiing what was that like uh did a bit of skiing a bit of falling over mm. a bit of regret that i haven't got any knees anymore but it was overall quite a lot of fun except for again at the hostel when 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 you go to these places you have to get bizarre early morning transits between places and so the, it's not ideal when you're feeling like shit at 3 a.m. to be waiting for someone from Latvia who doesn't speak any English and just keeps saying on the phone, I am Lucas, I am Lucas. And we're going, where are you? I am Lucas. And it really isn't a fun minibus journey when you're trying to get to the airport and you've got one hour to get there and the journey is almost two hours. But luckily Lucas was a retired F1 driver. <laughs> And Um, it's important to feel like you're really on the edge for an hour and gripping the underside of a Renault traffic minibus seat so hard that you kind of lose circulation. And one of your fingers is still rather sensitive to any form of touch. So, (laughs) but Mm. apart from that, it's a lovely holiday. You're going to do it again every year, I think. Nice. Nice. Did you you find time to watch anything? I watched The Homework and then I also watched, a bit very late to the show here, I watched The Suicide Squad. The second one. Yeah, yeah, it's good. With John Cena's character surprisingly shining, and I understand he's got his own... He's got, yeah, he's got series, yeah. He's got his own series. And Can then, you watch that in the UK in any legal yeah, way? Sky, it's on one of the... I think it's on Sky. It'll be on
3: Sky Atlantic because it's HBO. It's, I think Is it's it? on
1: Sky Movies. Yeah, I think it's on Sky and, Movies. Oh, no, I meant
3: the TV series. I, I, mm. I, I haven't looked, but it's. Uh, I'm sure it's on HBO Max, so that translates to Sky Atlantic, I think. Over Eventually. There. Oh, that could be good. Yeah, because yeah. I was
1: hoping that... That would come over because at the same time, we've obviously got a couple of other miniseries kicking off. You've got the Kenobi one on Disney that I saw mm. the trailer for. That looks quite cool. Another one that I'll just probably absorb and like. And then, rather controversially, Sidy revealed to me about a kid's film that my kids said they really enjoyed and I've yet to see it called Red. Yeah, we watched, Turning we watched
3: that We watched that on Saturday. Mm. Um, so we'd... I don't know what we've been up to, but we got home and it was relatively early on. So I said, oh, let's watch a movie. And I said, oh, there's that new Pixar one that's on Disney Plus. So we put it on and the girl, has she goes to sleep and transforms, spoiler alert for anyone who's not seen it, transforms into this massive like red panda thing. And so she's, I think she's 13 in the film. Mm. Uh, So she goes to the bathroom in the morning. She hasn't realised yet and then obviously catches a glimpse of herself in the mirror and has this huge freak out, and the mother comes through. She's banging the door. She says, oh, my God, it's happened. Oh, it's happened. You're going through the... the." And uh, we're like, oh, okay. And then she just gets out loads of... She goes, you need pads. And she gets out all like tampons and fucking pads, and you're like oh right so, so there's, there's not even like a subtle it's not a metaphor it's not, it's not a, a, a subtle it's metaphor s- where I I, like, I this gonna is gonna a period a, a, movie yeah, yeah okay oh, right. which right. I, which is fine I just it blindsided has me has there ever been a movie
0: about periods before I don't know if there has I don't know this is great surely was that we're gonna have part. to watch it
3: because... I mean it is great the missus and I were looking at each other like fucking hell she's she, like I thought it was eight I wasn't expecting <laughs> yeah like this.
1: and did she ask questions no it, no, it, it well was I've like Patterson with Pete, it was just straight away I was trying to think of a period uh, film that I've seen, and there was this vampire lesbian one, but I don't think. She was so having... it's the whole movie about what I mean. That,
3: that kind of it kind of fades away and just becomes like a kaiju movie in the end. But right, um, of course, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I wasn't
0: expecting that, but no. yeah, it's, it's cool. We're going to have to review that, aren't we? We are going to have to review that. We've got
3: kids who are daughters Girls that
0: we're going to have to face up to this one day.
3: No, happen. that's what you've got misses for. <sighs> oh, <man.
2: laughs>
3: We did a top five last week, which was top five long movie titles. Yeah, I don't think we had a single nomination. Did we, we absolutely did have. A very day, you mail all the way from Australia. Oh gosh, you made um, all
0: the effort to send it from there.
3: Yes. By snail mail, so you really should pay more attention. She nominated Alexander the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, which is good. And also, she says she had to cut and paste that from Google because she could never remember all the words in the title. <laughs> and also, Miss Peregrine's Home for the Peculiar Children. Oh, I've, seen, I've that. seen that. I've
1: seen that. That's all right, that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So that maybe that one can go in. Yeah, If you've seen it. Well, those are some good choices, actually. Yeah, and we've already or had some for this week. Have we? Yeah. Well, that's
0: exciting. penn has got people talking.
3: Yeah, yeah. So should we just smash straight into... Oh, you haven't told us what you watch weeks.
0: Well, I could do very quick. Avoid pieces of her or as we like to call it pieces of shit in house. <laughs> it's the the tony collette thing i watched it's the netflix oh, right. series it's all dark and brooding and sort of cronen hints at cronenberg she slashes she's confront right there's basically a, a guy kills somebody in the opening episode and she ends up disabling him and slashing his throat and it's really violent and then there's like mysterious things but don't we watch six episodes i'm out it's shit don't oh, watch okay. it. She's great, but this is shit. And then Peaky Blinders. I mean, that it's not the same without oh, Helen McCrory.
1: It's I, so I, sad. this is on my list of things to start watching because mm-hmm. I've not seen it ever.
3: Yeah, I. Made that decision, like consciously, because I'd missed loads of series, mm. and then I thought I'm not going to get into it now, like I did with Game of Thrones, and then have to wait. I'm just going to wait till it's all done. Mm. And I can smash it because mm. it
1: links to a series I was recommended based upon that, which is Taboo with Tom Hardy.
3: Yeah,
0: I watched that. It's, str- it's kind of Mulholland Drive, but no, it's yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's, it's pretty weird. He's weird in it. And yeah, speaks but it's, great.
1: it's it's bloody. Not, it's not available anymore. It's only available on a paper mm. paper view on Amazon. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, don't watch
0: pieces of her. Do watch Peaky Blinders. What about you? What did you watch? Oh, the lesbian... name
1: no. Red. <laughs> Where we watched... I could see the talk going no, really well yeah. for you. We
3: watched... Like we said, we watched Turning, Turning, Turning Red. Red. It was okay. That's pre-review. And um, we watched... <laughs> yesterday, we were around at the in-laws, and I was taking advantage of their Skybox, and I put on 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mm. Um which the scene that it was on it's got a good pen in that it does it's in the notes the scene that we, I put it on for was the one on the moon where the whole the crew were there and they, the monolith is there yeah. and the score is fucking, <laughs> yeah. fucking blazing and the guy goes over and touches the monolith and the missus says she was talking to the cat that was there because that gave more sense out of the cat she's like what the fuck is he inflicting on us now? (laughs) (laughs) You fucking heathen, it's an all-time classic. (laughs) So that got turned over. I was thinking, oh, I could just like... It's not an easy entry point to the movie, that, though. I I was thinking we were just sat there waiting, like sort of killing time as I could just do like a nice hour's chunk of this movie. would be great. But mm. no, no, got overruled, turned over. Yeah. So nothing else for me. All right, well, that's sort of fizzled out. Yep. Fizzling back in, though, to a top five of movie pens, what could be more exciting? Mm. Nothing, is the answer.
1: I I had an initial 20-minute idiocy moment. Why the fuck are they doing top five penalties? (laughs) And I didn't understand, and then I was like... Penenka. Ah, Bisto, I smell it. That would be hard, though. That would be hard. Top five pens, I was thinking, yeah, yeah, I was thinking... uh, Chris Waddle's out. Yeah, well, and Stuart Pearce originally. Shall
3: I... Um,
0: well it's your topic so I should, should I kick first? us off yeah. yeah
3: well we mentioned it in the in the interlude but it wasn't the first one that I thought of but when I was watching 2001 yesterday I did recall that scene it's, they, they it's moved Dr it on, um... Floyd is it Leonard Rossiter or is it someone else at this point because I obviously didn't watch it for this scene but I do remember it the, it, it starts off Obviously, there's a huge long interlude of like prehistoric man and blah blah. blah and mm. one of the apes throws a bone in the air, or it just flips in the air when he bashes something, yeah. which cuts into that being a spacecraft. Space and then yeah. I think we go in, and it's all the um, zero g stuff, and the stewardess is going down, and the man yeah. has to write something, and then mm. he just leaves the pen, and it just floats. It's brilliant.
0: It looks cool. Yeah, I think they just had it on some, a bit of glass. I think.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah it's what was this? This was bef- This was the year before the moon landings. So was that make it sixty seven?
1: Well, 69 was the... Was it? 69's moon landings? isn't mm, it? Yeah. Mm, was it though? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. <laughs> where they <laughs> invented it COVID. This is a Pan Am flight,
3: so that's not going to happen. But a really cool pen moment Yeah, from a really cool movie that I wasn't mm. allowed to watch and I had to turn over. Yeah, that is a shame. Horrible. Mm.
1: Mm. I will start the ball rolling for what many of us will probably have a few for, <laughs> which Hello. is Le Bond. Yeah. Le James Bond. Now, Bond originally, as a non-flashy standard pen, has a Mont Blanc Meisterstock fountain pen. And that's from Q Branch. That's a standard pen. It does nothing special. I will choose my Bond pen. I've got four, but I'll choose one. The one from the unofficial Bond, which is Never Say Never Again with Fatima Blush, who is the most... Such a bad movie. It's horrific, especially with Sean and his weird hair kind of wig going on but fatima blush is the spectre agent who bizarrely before killing bond tells him to write his memoirs saying that fatima blush was the best fuck that he'd ever had (laughs) and he kind of goes clickety click click whatever he does on his pen and he fires the dart into her chest yeah and she looks and does this weird manacle cackling and then he kind of ekes away a bit and the pen that shot her has got obviously an explosive nib and all it leaves is a pair of high heels at the end. And then, I think, <laughs> and then I think at the end, after that scene happens, he just does the thing that Bond does, which is walk away from the scene like nothing's happened down a side alleyway and just sort of brush himself down and mingle back in with the crowd when he's uh, clearly...
3: 70 years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: he's with Kim Basinger in that one as well, I think. I it's think... a
3: very loose remake of Thunderball, isn't it? Yes. Hmm.
1: It is shoddy. It, well, it's
3: not an official one. It wasn't part... Of it. it was when all the legal wranglings were going yeah. on and uh, they couldn't agree.
0: Because so. they
1: don't play the actual music, do no. they? Yeah. So, yeah, so Never Say Never Again, Fatima Blush, Explosives in the Tits.
0: Well, what about some more Bond ones? I think you
3: guys should Bond it out a bit because okay.
0: there's a few, like... One, te- there's a pe- there's yeah, yeah, the gadget. Yeah, Golden a few Eye. Other, yeah.
3: Well, I'm going to go with what is, I think, the worst... Official James Bond okay. movie with the worst James Bond. Die another day. It? No, it's Octo Pussy oh. um, with Roger Moore oh, as a stupid. literal clown. He's literally <laughs> dressed as a clown at the mm-hmm. end. He again has the not an explosive pen in this one. It's it holds acid. It.
1: It's a Mont Blanc One Four Six Solitaire.
3: Exactly right. That's yeah, it, it is. I also have a Mont Blanc fountain pen. They are nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got one as well. Yeah. I so I used to I I had. I still have, I do I'm using the past tense. I have the Mont Blanc fountain pen and I have the matching ballpoint pen and I have yeah. them in their own... Sheath. <laughs> yeah, Mont Blanc. Like, yeah. you know, when you've, <laughs> you've run out of things and you're like christmas presents like i'll get me that and yeah then i'll fucking hell like get me the other one and i used to reserve the fountain pen for signing at work <laughs> that was the only thing it existed for And now it's just on my shelf at home like doing nothing it's collecting um, dust yeah so i have to resurrect that at some point so i had an affinity to this one because it was a mont blanc
1: i will go against your octopusy with the golden eye the the, the parker jotter so a favourite of all year seven students when you first get your ink yeah. pen license, the Parker Jot or the Parker what movie Vector. is that? That because a... right?
0: And that's it. Would have that have been your that's bog standard? The, yeah, just Parker. your pe- just
1: your hard Parker, yeah. and it's the clicker, and it's what's the mm. name of the app? that ballpoint? Well, I think it that's what it is a Jotter. A Jotter is a clicker. Right, it must okay. be yeah. because that's the one that the three clicks. Is a four second fuse. Right. Three yeah. that clicks again, then disarms it. Mm. I've forgotten the name of the British actor who is the Russian in Golden Eye. The uh, he's quite a geeky looking guy.
3: Alan.
0: Yes. Cummings. Cummings. Yes.
1: yes. yes. That, you that were was great production. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That not was just, just lucky just, timing. So yeah. So that's the sort of the the click. That was the the bad days of Pierce even though GoldenEye's not bad mm.
3: I right, I watched a YouTube video of some guy doing what we do but he was doing it on YouTube and he was ranking all the Bonds and
1: he had Pierce Brosnan at number two right.
0: is he on medication are you, are, can, have we any more Bond stuff uh, in
3: or, one of the Daniel Craig ones I think it might be maybe not Quantum of might be the one after that he's with Q yes and he gives him a pen and he's like looking at it he goes it doesn't blow up or anything we don't <laughs> do that sort of thing anymore. yeah 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 it's yeah. like <laughs> Lampoon's the whole like, stupidity yeah, of it all yeah
1: Uh,
0: that's me that's me for the for the the bonds are you spent as far as bonds have you got any more bonds because no there
3: are a few other pens but they just do the same shit all right yeah let's move on
0: all right. Well, we already know that I think it's Ricardo Montabans Vincent Ludwig <laughs> is guilty is, yeah. of attempted murder of uh, Officer Nordberg in The Naked Gun when this scene <laughs> begins where Vincent <laughs> greets Lieutenant Drebin, to which Drebin replies, the feeling is mutual, <laughs> which is what I like to drop into conversations every now and then, just confuse people. Offers him a cigar Cuban. I know I'm Dutch-Irish. <laughs> and then he talks about the uh, many, many signs of his material wealth, art he's collected over the years. Here's a Gainsborough Ming vases, objects which reflect his personality, like his pride of place, Japanese fighting fish. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Beautiful, graceful, elegant, yet single minded and deadly, worth $20,000 per fish. Oh, and by the way, here's also an unbreakable samurai <laughs> pen. Its value is beyond estimation. So Drebin's playing with it while he's talking to him. He's questioning him now. He's looking at while he's looking out the window, and then he uh, just fucking. Pins. Breaks the unbreakable pen. Well, doesn't he say? Fires it, it
3: into the fish tank. It, it can only be damaged by water. Yeah, he, he he says that. Yeah. So he goes
0: over to fish it out, and he's attacked by the fish, and he's mugging away <laughs> in the background while uh, Ricardo Montalban's like yeah. monologuing out the window, yeah. and he stabs one of the fighting fish with the samurai pen. And then at the end he goes to leave, he goes to shake his hand and he just like throws a whole load of water <laughs> yeah. all over him. So
3: yeah, an unforgettable pen.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it's more unforgettable for the fish. If we do top five fish, that what that was Yeah, it could be. It?
3: That, that scene was the one that inspired this topic. Was that was, was the one it? I thought of, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go for more of a fighting pen. I need to fish then. This is a fighting pen. If you cast your mind back, we, we reviewed this on the pod for a midweeker, The born Identity. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And they go back to Bourne's Parisian apartment. Yeah. And the two of them are wandering around. He's still lost his memory and he's still trying to piece together what's going on and they're walking around the apartment and a dude busts in does he bust in through the window? Yeah. Or is he already waiting for them? He starts
0: Bourne does that thing like a cat where they start you know when they look? Yeah. And then they like yeah, And then they look again and they can see shit and he walks towards the window and then the guy comes flying through the window. Yeah, the first time fly. you see it really
3: makes you jump. Yeah, uh, And they have this really intense, really great fight scene. Mm. Um, and it's sort of, for me, this movie kicked off that thing of the really kinetic kind of camera movement in fights where you kind of can't really see.
1: Bond a a lot aped of- it. After, yeah. immediately afterwards. It's so
3: this not one,
0: actually as bad this, as I remember. This one's the, still
3: pretty good, pretty clear. And at one point, he picks up. I, th- I think it's it's a fairly bog standard pen. I don't have a. Huge it's it's your
0: start. bog standard bic biro. It's yeah, a bic and he jams it oh, straight down. His,
3: not into his hand, not across his hand, but down. down he stabs into. him
0: repeatedly with it first, yeah. and then yeah, in the knuckle. And I the guy
3: just—he's like an automaton. Mm, he's yeah. almost like you know those '80s slasher villains. Yeah. He just looks up and obviously in pain, but just pulls it out and oh. goes again it's fucking out it is really painful looking yeah, great pen moment yeah.
1: I will go with a quick one and it's the running man and it's the entertainment lawyer that gets Arnie to sign a waiver. Arnie's trying to sign this piece of paper as he gets thrown in and he basically can't quite sign on a loose piece of paper and the lawyer turns over turns around bends down and says just put it on my back and sign here and and i think arnie says a a line that i'll forget and he just fucking stabs him in the back with the biro and the lawyer does the comedy "Ah," and walks off with the pen and the thing (laughs) stuck to his back oh yeah what does he say i know
0: that's really annoying oh it's gonna i must have that here somewhere um P- Consider
1: it an agreement. I oh, know, he just it's, says,
3: don't, don't forget to send me a copy. Piercy has already been in touch to nominate that one. Yeah, good shout,
1: so Piercy. Great- it was literally the
0: first one I thought of when uh, you said it last week. And me, is it? Or is it Dan? Yeah, it's Dan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does anybody remember The Faculty? Yeah, with Josh R. Uh- Hartnett, Hartnett, yeah, Robert Rodriguez's follow-up to oh. From Dust Till Dawn.
1: He's my age, I don't know how that happened.
0: It was some of the, like, it features some of the staples of the sort of post-Scream 90s, right. 2000 horror vibe. It's
1: quite good. Yeah, yeah it, it's well, an easy watch for someone like me who don't like ridiculous horrors like you like.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's got some good stuff. Staples, casual homophobia. Uh, Josh drugs, Hartnett
1: with a terrible, drugs, drugs called Scat. Shagging mature teachers, weird yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a drug called scat. There's <laughs> the Josh scat Hartnett
0: with a terrible haircut, wearing a short sleeve t-shirt over a long sleeve t-shirt. That was towards cool, the it, fashion of the day. Yeah, he's an intelligent but rebellious teenager. Fucking mm. hell, my heart is throbbing just saying it. <laughs> it's it Selling
1: his home- <laughs> yeah homemade drugs called scat. <laughs> I know. I know. It's in tubes. Yeah, it's in like red. I remember this yeah. now. Yeah,
0: and uh, it's got Harry Knowles from Ain't It Cool News. If you yeah, God, fat ginger It's essentially the plot of Invasion of the Body Snatchers but set okay. in a, a high school in Dawson's Creek, basically. And there's these like alien cephaloid-like parasitic creatures, but it's got Clear Duval, Famke Janssen and Elijah Wood in it. Famke
1: Janssen is hot in This as The Teacher.
0: Yeah, and John Stewart's in it and Robert
1: Patrick. Anyway,
0: there's billions of shot of things with pens in it. Well, two things actually, which but that's still quite a lot in one film. She stabs the coach stabs her hand through the with the pen and then later on john stewart actually he chops off his fingers before shoving a pen full of the drug through the science teacher he's been possessed through his eye socket oh wow john
3: stewart the late night yeah okay yeah
0: So there's that one. I might revisit that. It it dissolves into this big sort of goopy pile of foam. It feels like we should watch this again. Yeah, it sounds great.
3: I've got another fight then. It's it's another one that we midweeked, and it's one of my favourite movies. It's Gross Point Blank. Oh, Mm
1: -hmm. good call.
3: And it has John Cusack, who we're going to talk about later, because he's in our main feature this week. He is back in uh, Gross Point for his high school reunion, and he's being tracked by... Uh, a chap called Felix Bell, who's still my favourite yeah. character name in any movie ever and at his high school reunion he goes to visit his old locker and he's still got a joint that he hid stashed away and he's yeah. he's looking at and reminiscing about all the good times and Felix Lapubelle comes around the corner and they have this fucking great fight and it was voted like the best fight it's really good in it's some good. in like Total Film Magazine it was voted like some fucking accolade about how good a fight scene it was but he's previously he's met a guy he went to high school with who's now some Biff like life insurance salesman or something like that and he gives him a pen which he just puts in his pocket and as he's fighting this guy he's got him pinned down kind of like the guy's on his haunches and he's got him pinned against the lockers and he takes out the pen <laughs> but he actually takes the lid off I love that he just like flicks the lid off and then just fucking jams it into the guy's throat oh, Nice. just as mini Driver yeah. who his, his date for the reunion comes around and, and all the time he has been telling everyone that he is a, a hitman hit and yeah. all like Haha, yeah you're great and she's She's like fuck, he actually he is actually a fucking is. hit man. Yeah, I, it's a great I, scene.
1: It is a great film. Mm. I for, I saw it about two years ago, and I mm. still remember the bit where he, when he first comes back to the the neighbourhood, and his mates driving the car, and they just dra- and he's had a little chat, and he just goes quiet, and then goes Dennis! Ten yeah. fucking yeah. years. Where have you been, man? Yeah, he's a real
3: dick there, that guy. Yeah, mm. Jeremy Piven. Yeah, yeah, he's a knobhead. Yeah.
2: yeah,
1: and I, me yeah. speaking of it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of fucking knobheads, (laughs) you bastard, Fucking Mm, mumble mumble. I'm going to go for a film that was bizarrely easy to... Well, no, it wasn't. It was just a weird film to watch, and I actually liked it to my shame. Have you seen The Heat with Sandra Bullock and the other... The, they're so bad. The other female comedian, who's yeah. Melissa it, McCarthy, Elizabeth, is it? Melissa
0: McCarthy. Have I seen this? What happens in the heat? Tell me. It's
1: a. Bo- she's a Boston cop, and Bullock is another cop who's hard nosed and diligent. And yeah. Melissa McCarthy plays a cop who's totally fucking out there. But does good. she fall over a lot? Yeah, loads of
2: pranks. Mm. But there mm. is a
1: scene where Sandra Bullock is incredibly anal FBI style agent, and she studies stuff all the time, and she's convinced she's the best at everything and they're in a diner and some guy starts choking on a pancake and she goes I know exactly what to do give me a blade and a straw we'll <laughs> do an emergency trachea me." and mm. they give her a pen and she fucking goes and she's like there's this horrible scene where she's like putting, I can feel the trachea Ugh. I'll slice it the blood's pouring out they're like oh my god what are you doing <laughs> I didn't think there'd be this much blood pass me the pen and Ugh. she like puts the pen in and more blood spurts out all over them Ugh. and in the end the, uh, the uh, paramedic guy rocks up and just goes you could have just pulled the pancake out of his throat and <laughs> she goes oh well he's, he's alive isn't he yeah but it's like if i cut my arm would you amputate it you know it's like you've slightly otted would it yeah so yeah but you do see the emergency tracheoptomy idea of the biro snapped in off. fuck that is horrible
0: i i read fuck. today it's it's not a good idea oh, basically really? yeah that was the general conclusion of the article i read today not an, not yeah, an effective I mean, thing for lots, lots of reasons
1: skin tissue it was to they to a pipe
0: that was the main thing that um, in the research that they did, only two out of ten medical students were actually able to even puncture the part, even on a cadaver. So, wow. like, on a live person. Fighting back. Like, yeah, yeah, it's fucking not going to happen. So, yeah, that's a bit uh, Well, I'll take it
1: off my first aid list. Mm. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'll oh, shoot through a couple. Alien Dallas tests the goo, the yeah. acid, yeah, and then gives him his mm. pen back, which is nice. I suppose similar to yours, Howie, in Anaconda anybody seen that one with john voigt actually. mega yeah. acting Long and time ago. ice cube is the camera operator and JLo. lo owen wilson
1: oh my god
0: and the long-haired guy who got shot in mulholland vincent <laughs> castellanos yeah he does uh john voigt who's mega acting as a paraguayan <laughs> snake adventurer thing <laughs> lots
1: of boxes there
0: he has to do a tracheotomy on is that what it's called a tracheotomy 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 he has to do, but it's much less bloodless than what we talked about. It just, like, saves the yeah. guy's life. But he is also, of course, swallowed by a giant anaconda in that mm. and then regurgitated at about a thousand miles an hour out in a great sea. He's all melted. <laughs>
3: should I watch that? I I don't think I should watch that.
0: Yeah, you absolutely should oh, watch okay. Anaconda. Yeah. Wasn't
1: there a gorilla one as well? Yes. That, there was a couple. Con- con- Congo. I Conga- yeah, a Congo, yeah. There was like a. A couple of them. I don't know whether to
3: go straight back into John Cusack movie or maybe do something else. Okay, I'm not going to do that. Simon Phoenix. Oh, Demo- oh Demolition Man. It's Demolition yeah. Man. Yeah, it's great, a pen in Demolition Man. There is. He needs to get a guy's eye for a retinal scan, oh. yeah. Yeah. and he ga- he gouges out and completely. Takes out the guy's eye with a pen. Oh, he's got it on the end of the pen. And he holds it up like that and uses it to go through the the door. Yeah. It's a prison guard that he he does that to. The Three Shells. I watched that again not so long ago, certainly within the last year, and Mm. I still really liked it. Yeah, (laughs) it's good. Yeah. It's trash, but great.
1: I will go for the one that I thought we'd have pretty soon. I thought when you guys would go for it, it's The Dark Knight. Are you going to allow a pencil? Yeah, no, heard. surely that's top five well, pencils or is there are there not enough pens? For so pencils that was going to for... be my,
3: my, my contention was that well, are we ever going to have a top five pencil list? Because it's such a great character introduction. <sighs>
1: uh, it's it is. horrendous, isn't yeah. it? If, if it, you think what the injury, if it was, if it was real, mm. the injury <laughs> would be horrific. Mm. And apparently there was a couple of. Have you read the backstory about it? So they did it a well, few, for real. Yeah, they did it without <laughs> the pencil, obviously. But they obviously had to get him. They had to get Heath Ledger to slam that kingpin crime lord's head against the table. It was a
0: CGI pencil, was it? Is that what you're saying? And they just, cl- they just smashed his face. They actually. just
1: smashed. The, so they did. A, they show the pencil, and then it's it's just a clever bit of camera work where Dan. they take it away, and then ta da! Yeah. But, they slammed his head so hard on the table that he did Sparco him. Mm. And Heath Ledger's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so, so sorry. But he proper Sparcoed him. And that's why it looks even mm. more violent than it is. I would
0: imagine the actor is probably more in control of that than Heath Ledger was. Do you know what I mean? But mm. like, Because he's probably just holding his hair... And the guy is slamming his head down, I would think. Cause... But
3: he suffered for his art, you know. Yeah. Fair play
0: to him. It's a great scene because everybody remembers it. But
3: mm. no, I, I, it's out, it, man. I it's think a it... pencil.
0: Fucking. This was top five pens. And how are you going to argue that a pencil I is? I know.
3: I know. I did have it on my list and I was bracing myself. No, man. But... We've got to
0: have rules. If we're lawless, yeah. imagine uh, what Okay, this well, of...
3: it's out. But we're never going to have a pencil list, are we? I don't know. You'll get another top five. Maybe I'll try and do top five pencils next week no because i know what next the next one is <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna be hard anyway do you want to do another one harry or do you want to wait for it to
0: oh, i've only
1: got one more to go oh we'll come back round. yeah i'm quite intrigued as to what next week's one
0: um, five. well john wick in the original one there's like there's all sorts of stories about him and one of them is that a guy says that he saw john wick kill three men in a bar with a pencil is mm. a pencil? Actually, this is this is pencils as well.
1: Hypocrite! What a hypocrite! No, it's out, man.
0: It's out. It's we'll have pencils. We'll do top five pencils. Oh, we oh. got them. Reload that shit. Well, Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade, right? Wait. And there's got to be a bit of nerd talk around this pen, I'm sure, because it's such an iconic scene. It's part of the terrific tank scene. Indy shoots three goons with a single bullet and looks confused. That's how the scene starts, and then he's being choked with by a chain. Uh, and then he's asking for his father's help, and he's inside the tank.
3: Mm.
0: And they're already at gunpoint, I think. yeah And the periscope goes up, he's looking around. Indy sort of comically kicks the the periscope thing round, and it clocks the guy in the face. And it's then, they're, yeah, so it's just Connery now wrestling for control with the other German. And he gets the. It's weird, this. He gets his pen out of his pocket while they're wrestling with each other, and he just squirts him in the face. What was the deal with the... Had we seen some... Did it have some No, it is a bit sort of out
3: of the blue. Because he just
0: collapses, and it's like... And then Marcus goes, oh, well, don't you see the pen is mightier than the sword? And you go, uh, okay.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those old-school ones that you would have had... Suction Schaefer. You would have had an ink pot. I had one. Uh, Yeah, and it's not like a... It's not like what they call cartridges. It's a
0: Schaefer cartridge. That's what they're called. You, you can get blonde ones of those as well. Nice. Did
3: you used to do the thing with the cartridges with the little glass um, ball? Yeah. Where you take them out and put them in the next one, and then you'd have them all rattling around in your pen.
2: No, you do that? I, I remember.
1: <gasps> Still it. I remember piercing it and bending it slightly and fucking it up so that the ink mm-hmm. would go out of my hand, and then you had that bit at the top. That was like your reserve bit of the cartridge, yeah. which if you flicked, flicked you it yeah, gave you a yeah. bit yeah. more ink. Oh, uh, that
0: pen, by the way, sorry. Have you got the name of the pen? Yes, there? it was a Conway Stewart 58. I'm assured that by the good people at um, Fountain Pen Network. Nice. So I didn't
3: have the detail on that, so that's I'm, the I'm, Conway Stewart I'm loving 58. that. I'm going to pick hmm i'm gonna go twin peaks i've got to go twin peaks because you know how much i love it yeah um in season two they are trying to get hold of laura palmer's diary and it turns out that a guy who was on her meals on wheels route um she would go and visit this guy and confide to him all these secrets and she actually gave him her secret diary that they're all desperate to get hold of and find some clues about so donna played by laura flynn boyle she volunteers to take on this route and goes to see this guy and he surprise surprise is quite weird he is the he's called harold and he's agoraphobic incredibly so a complete hermit and he tends to his orchids in his place and whatever um and he does eventually reveal that he has this diary and he lets Donna, have a look at it, and it's obviously key to the plot. And so she needs to get hold of it. He does write some stuff down, and he has a very nice pen. It's a Pelican fountain pen. Mm. We can't quite ascertain exactly which type, but it's either the M600 or the M800. Okay.
0: I don't even know the brand Pelican. Is that a good make of pen? Is it?
3: It must be. Yeah, I think so. And also, David Lynch does a lot of stuff has a lot of sort of bird imagery. So people mm. sort of then go, well, is the pelican thing. Like, you know, you just yeah. go in to the nth degree with these things. But what happens though, is that Donna eventually steals the book and Howard is, beside himself with that and fucking kills himself so right. yeah they they come back and you can just see the classic he's hanged himself and you just see his sort of feet swaying Or oh. because donna's fucking like hoodwinked him and nick dis- uh, like completely betrayed his trust yes all over a pen yeah well yeah. it's more of the diary but yeah. A pen yeah pen, pen features. So. right yeah. you can't write in a diary without a pen exactly yeah mm-hmm. so about time we got some twin peaks content in
1: there So my last choice is Rock and Roller and it features the actor Tony Kebble who plays this like washed up pop star with too much money trustafarian type who's got a real fucking attitude problem. Mm. And there's a scene where a bouncer goes to throw them out and he gets really riled up by it and he goes, I'd like to make a complaint, please. And he just pulls a pen out of his pocket and repeatedly stabs this bouncer in front of lots of people like so many times. And it's all in the throat, it's all in the side and it is horrific. Yeah. And it's a really weird part of a film that is essentially a comedy. It doesn't stand... Even though I enjoy it, it doesn't stand up very well because there's some... There's there's a lot of humour in it that is quite laddish. It's Guy I've, Ritchie, isn't it? it? I think it's Guy Ritchie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's his, his sort of thing. Tom Hardy's in it with Gerald Butler... I don't
0: like it very much, but
1: I I could probably watch it again. At at the time, I think I liked it. And then when I watch it again, it's quite tired and cliche. And Tom Hardy is a bit crap in it and plays a character who's supposedly a secret homosexual Mm. who lusts after Gerard Butler. And they use this whole... Mm. They use his whole sexuality in the plot to get the means that they require.
0: It's done with all
1: the subtlety that you'd have expected yeah Guy Ritchie. It, 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 I think Idris, is Idris Elba in
3: it. Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. I remember be. it's remember. It is it's is a generic Guy Ritchie. And I think no. at the time I liked it, but now looking back, now talking about it, because it's been so long since I've seen it, it's probably quite flaky. But it's just horrible, the stabbing scene. The well, paint.
0: it's always stabbings, isn't it? I mean, Casino, mm. there's a there's a stabbing Batman, the, the, the Joker quill, does quill it, with the quill, is, yeah. is, is, that's kind of Penny, isn't it? You know, the evil dead, she stabs him in the ankle. I'll go for something that's not stabbing, it's it's not all that much more lighthearted. it's in Leaving Las Vegas, where Nick Cage, he's an alcoholic screenwriter who's come to the city of Vegas to drink himself to death, having lost everything already. It's not comedy exactly, but it's probably not as on the nose, melodramatic as all that sounds, you know, the the premise of a guy having a drink in the city of sins. Anyway, at the beginning, he's not drunk and he can't sign a document that he has to sign. I think it's a, is it a car rental thing. So he goes to a pub and has a few beers and he goes back and it's like, you know, he's confident that he can mm. sign his pen. So using a pen to sign his thing there and it's quite poignant, Moment, but not exactly cheery. It's probably sucked all the life out of this room anyway, isn't it? <laughs> you know, but other than that, it's like people getting, yeah. <laughs> other than that, it's people getting stabbed. White House down. You know, you've seen that one? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Channing Tatum, um, Fox, Jamie Foxx stabs James Wood, it, Woods in the shoulder Okay, with a pen towards the end. But yeah. Oh, one that's non stabby is Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I got
3: that. Sell yeah. me this pen. Yeah. Which he does to. What's his name? Brad. Brad, yeah. And then he, he does it at the end when he's doing his seminars, some with his pen. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's non-stabby. You got any more non-stabbies or is it all I've stabby? got a kind of
3: non-stabby one, yeah. Sherlock, the BBC adaptation with Benedict Cumberbatch. All right. There's the first one. The first episode of the first series is called The Great Game and he has to solve uh, a load of different riddles. And the first clue is on a handwritten note with a name on it and from the writing on the page he's able to deduce that the writer is female the paper is from the czech republic and the pen that was used was a parker duo fold
2: oh i don't know the duo fold um,
3: with an iradium nib Irradium? yeah right um interestingly that's very expensive and so even nibs that are stamped with, sorry, iridium. Is it iridium or right iridium? iridium, yeah. Iridium, yeah, Iridium, that's I think. What Oakland... R- run the iridium. Yeah. Even when they're stamped with that, they're often made of an alloy, Um And sometimes even just stainless steel. So that just sounds like flagrant fucking um, misrepresentation. Trade descriptions. Yeah. So that's not stabby. Another one that's not stabby is Liar Liar, where Jim Carrey promises that he'll never lie again. Yeah. Um, And he tests that theory by saying that this pen is red. All right. And he, you know, it's all of the, the real great physical yeah, comedy yeah, of him yeah, trying yeah. to write that it's, and then he, you know, he eventually emerges from behind a table. <laughs> yeah. He's got it's written all over his face, blue, yeah. blue, because he can't, yeah. just cannot do it. Oh, that's good um, pen content. Yeah. And do I have a thing? My last one then, my last one that I'll nominate today is another John Cusack one. It's Say Anything from way back in 1989. Have you seen that? The, you probably remember the picture of him holding the stereo up. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. He tells the girl that I can't remember the name of, but played by. Iona Sky, that he loves her and she says thanks and gives him a pen. Nice. <laughs> and then he's uh, doing that crying uh, glass case of emotion. He's in a, <laughs> a call box phoning his friend saying, I gave her my heart and she gave me a pen. Um, oh. So uh, it's a really great movie that actually I like it. So let's if we can um, whittle that down to yeah. a, a top three top three do you think well do you think there are enough
0: pen enthusiasts out there to contribute yeah
3: to? we've already piercey's already put one in there for us so oh, yeah that's know. true okay
1: oh he's the running man didn't
0: yeah he? yeah so oh, yeah well we should put that in he's put it in he's yeah. gone early he's gone yeah if, so if you yeah go okay. that fucking early that's true should, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: piercey's running man in. So yeah. harry what are you gonna put in fuck did we talk about that
1: no uh, you see you're torn your dark Knight's not counted
3: i know it's a shame
1: So I will go for Never Say Never Again with Fatima Blush, merely because it is so appallingly terrible Mm. and it does actually detonate and explode an entire human being that he's five (laughs) yards away and gets no form of injury from.
3: No viscera on him.
1: Yes. Riggs?
0: Well, even though I feel in some way this is endorsing violence, I'm going to have to go for the faculty, just for the pen-stabbing John Stewart eyeball socket dissolving into
3: goop thing because i'm going violent as well i'm going gross point blank all right and john
0: cusack as well so
3: yeah he's a hero yeah so there we go that's a strong list and we need one more from our listeners so pen enthusiasts please do remember that pencils are forbidden
0: i've
1: got another pencil now that he's mentioned it i've got another pencil well let's
0: do we're gonna have to do top five pencils now (laughs) it's definitely gonna have to happen
3: Riggs, you let the cat out of the bag that you're a big Paul Dano fan. Yeah. Dano? 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 Dano?
0: Dan-o. Book him, Dano. Can- oh, can we agree on one then? What is it, Dano? I say Dano. I say Dano. It's Paul Dano. Thank you. Okay.
3: Uh, and by chance, last week, I nominated Love and Mercy, in which Paul Dano plays a young version of mm. Brian Wilson.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, That's the
3: So, this is a movie in which we have two actors playing Brian Wilson, John Cusack playing Brian Wilson in the 1980s and Paul Dano in the 1960s, primarily around
1: the time of the recording of the Pet Sounds album. Also, John yeah, Cusack well, it's, is it's, playing Nicolas Cage as well, the way he looks. Well,
0: yes, the Pet Sounds album and the prolonged bout of mental illness oh and depression. The, you know the, These periods bookended that period of depression and you watch him fall into it and then come back out of it, the other side, yeah, with a few lost years in between. Wow, it's amazing. I never knew
3: this story. I did not know this story. No, I didn't know it like this. It is an amazing story. So the film is presented, it's it's intercut, where you jump between the two different time periods, but I think for the purposes of our discussion, we'll talk about the 1960s era first, and then go on to... Yeah, we said
0: ages, that no, might ages. be the way to talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to be jumping around. The movie cuts backwards and forwards, yeah. but essentially, yeah, it's those periods in and out of, around the recording of Pet Sounds and in and out of this bit, battle with mental illness. Shall we
3: Shall we just, for the purposes of this discussion then, are you into the Beach Boys at all? Yes. Uh, would
0: you say you're a big fan? Well, I wouldn't have said I was a big fan uh, before this, but I think, you know, this. watching this movie has caused me to reappraise, I think... Mm. their sound and what was going on and stuff so I will listen a bit more I've really enjoyed Reeve. I have list. I did listen to Pet Sounds you know at university interview, but I haven't picked it up in years
1: I um, would not bother with it and listen to go and go straight to this is Utter Heathen listen to the Essential Beach Boys that Apple have compiled for you mm. because the Pet Sounds album has three good songs and the rest oh, has gash Uh, i wholeheartedly (laughs) agree with the horrible father this is not the beach boy song i was like fucking hell this man talks sense i would heartily recommend the heathen which artists hate Uh. apple itunes collated collated collection of beach boy songs where you get where the film starts which is all the cool surfer music all the good time stuff and then they mix it with three decent tracks in Pets. And then it goes onto the 80s <laughs> shit. I'll, I'll actually- be honest,
0: my, my reaction is the total inverse, which is I thought they were a f- sort of forgettable, beachy, oh, I, I- chorusy thing. And then what I hadn't realised is in the middle of it was this incredible work yeah. of art.
3: So they weren't we don't even need to discuss this because it's not really relevant to the film, but they weren't they weren't surfers. So Dennis Wilson was the only one who ever surfed, and I think he was in the water a couple of times, so that was all like an, an <laughs> yeah, act. They were all, yeah. you know, effectively manufactured image that they had.
1: Well, that's where the film starts, isn't it? They're, yeah. they're successful already? There's a montage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, we get a
3: great <laughs> montage of some of their well, they've hits.
1: They've done Surfing USA, have they? Round, round, reach around, I reach around. <laughs> That's exactly uh, it, and, and they're a touring band, so they they it's just
3: hit after hit, are very very similar songs, mm-hmm. same sort of tempo, same lyrical content, same thing, and it's yeah. successful. They say they shift a lot of units. Powered they are by their father. They're uh, under pressure. Certainly, he Brian Wilson, as the main songwriter, was under pressure by his father to just don't change the formula, just keep churning out the hits. Mm. Um, that's all we we're looking for. But he's not in, not interested in so. He's quite a reserved
1: see, uh, character. He says from the start. I just want to spend time in the studio and you guys can be out there. The first,
3: he? the first major event that we have is they're on the, they're on a flight to, yeah. to do a tour oh, yeah. and he has an enormous panic attack, basically a breakdown. Um, it seems like he was close to having a full on heart attack. He was mm. really, really out of control with the pillow in his face. And he's like, that's it. I, you know, I'm not touring anymore. I don't, I hate it. I don't want to do it. It's not what I'm about. And he wants to just spend time in the studio. What, becomes clear is that he has these incredible arrangements and sounds and songs and all this stuff going on in his head which when you could juxtapose that against the the sort of silly throwaway songs that they were doing yeah completely at odds with that yes and i see a lot of parallels with the history if you look at the beatles of how they stopped touring they didn't want to do that Mm -hmm. either they were fed up with that sort of nonsense and they wanted to do a lot more Experimentation in the studio to see what else they could do, how they could push their yeah. art forward and do something new and exciting. Uh, yeah, and so that- they
0: send. I mean, they send the rest of the band off, don't they, to Japan, tour, to, to, Japan to tour, and, mm. and he stays behind developing yeah. his ideas in the studio.
1: Which I thought worked really well. It was him in the studio with the session musicians, which made me think the session musicians, the the wrecking, the wrecking crew. crew. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, it's just- they're a
1: legendary.
0: You know, they were part of. Everything. Phil Spector's Wall of Sound. He was a um, like a
3: well-adjusted, normal chap.
0: Yeah, so. completely so, normal
1: person. So speaking, of normal people. Uh, do we assume that he has some form of? He's on the spectrum for something originally. I know there is deeper mental situations. Yeah, I think co- is
3: probably. Well, he's certainly. You know, he's a genius, and, genius and people level. with Savants. that level of genius you know, sometimes have um, difficulties in other areas, but I think a lot of his difficulties, he was physically and mentally abused
1: by his father. Oh yeah, he's deaf, isn't he? And partially deaf in his right ear. He's partially deaf. He's, he's, right he's,
3: partially deaf, he's, he's not been, partially deaf. He was 96% deaf in one ear. It's,
1: um, been,
0: it's like... His quite, dad
1: just
3: whacking him mm. around the head. And there's a few scenes where his father just completely belittles him and humiliates him about his music. Yeah. Um, and he you see him writing just at the piano, writing christ i forget which song it was um, just writing at the piano and it's fucking unbelievable and he just wants he just wants his father's approval that it's a good song that he's got something he won't fucking give it to him and and then he actually flat out just says no i don't like it it's not fucking any good anyway and he says well you know screw you i'm gonna fucking do it and he you know he gets that courage to Mm, say actually fuck you i'm gonna fucking do it anyway yeah um but yeah, just that's a quite a heartbreaking scene because he just wants oh. his old man to just say, "Yeah, you've done something good." Yeah, oh, he's
1: it's desperate good. for his approval. Yeah. And, yeah, even though
3: he's a fucking horrible piece of shit,
1: awful human being. Mm. Yeah, really awful.
0: But he does get into the studio, and you do get many, many wonderful mm. shots of that feel very authentic. It it reminded me a bit of when we watched Pollock, watching yeah. Ed Harris paint and him being authentic and watching. Paul Dano in the studio is Brian Wilson because he like you said before, he has got every beat and every sound, exact sound, precise sound in his head that he needs to get across and every and he might be doing unusual things in different keys in different
3: times. Um, one of the it's the lady and I meant to look up her name because she apparently was like just renowned for being one of the best bass players in the world and she says well, we're, it yeah, doesn't make any sense above, we're playing yeah. two different things two and like no, just above. wait till you hear it wait till you hear yeah. it and then you kind of see them all look around as they're playing this arrangement going fuck this is like amazing yeah
0: <laughs> so the Wrecking yeah, yeah the Wrecking crew which are this legendary band they are mm. all agreed that they're, yeah. they're bona fide brilliant musicians yeah. and that is demonstrated and they, they know they're working with somebody who's doing something and the band come back and Mike Mike Love he's Mike a Love Love fucking cousin, asshole and he doesn't like it he's played God Only Knows and Wouldn't It Be Nice which are two Unbelievable yeah. pop tunes, anyway. Really, with great, you know, maybe slightly different to their
3: sound. Definitely slightly different to their sound, but still poppy. Everybody doesn't like it. He's just flat out like this won't sell. It's going to be a fucking flop. He just wants to sing about girls and mm-hmm. surfing mm-hmm. and cars. That's all he's interested in. And just oh yeah, he
0: doesn't like the lyrical content at he's all. He's
3: basically like the father proxy in the band he's Mm. a fucking asshole and there's all sorts of legal shenanigans later on and he still tours as the beach boys and you kind of think you're a fucking prick it's not right is it? no
0: so and brian is doing a lot of drugs
3: yeah first of all they're just smoking weed and then someone gives him some lsd yeah it's probably not advised yeah Yeah, because that's
1: from a from an acting point of view is paul dano is he doing a rocket man where it like he's singing the songs or Song they, it, is it a it, baby rhapsody it, or he's mouthing
0: so he, it he's singing it's brilliant the way they do it he's singing a lot of it and then they blend his vocals into brian wilson's yeah. and it's you know it's okay because really that clever. was impressive
3: if that's the case yeah he learned to clever. play the piano as well so the things <laughs> that he's he learned just those bits i mean it, that's still impressive so this this is a lot of him in the studio making it and the band's reaction his brothers are more supportive but they they just, they're kind of into it for partying and getting high they're
0: on to like, you know, they can sing, but Brian's the guy who writes the songs, yeah. they have fun and tour.
3: Yeah, well, but they know that he's good. Like, they clearly know that he's the shining star and, you know, they should stick with him. And he writes songs specifically, so God only knows he writes for Carl to sing. And it's Mike Love and Al Jardine just barely, he's barely in the movie, yeah. you know, he's just, he was just a friend of theirs that was in the band, you know, an important part of it, but... You don't get any interaction. You don't know quite how he feels about everything. He just kind of is passive. He's just there. But Mike Club is is vocally like really anti this new direction that they're taking. He just wants the same old Formula X shite. That's a lot of what this part of the movie is. There is a documentary on Amazon Prime about the making of this album. They must have documented a lot of the process because a lot of the film stuff in the dramatisation of this looks a lot like the actual real stuff that went on so they must have taken a lot of cues from watching that and I would absolutely recommend that you see that Mm. it's fucking brilliant Mm. like the whole the, the making of it he, he's never really got over Pet Sounds apparently he's got it he's got a huge like mixing desk in his mansion or wherever he lives and he just like tinkers around with different mixes of it all the time it's, like, it's like, like, like it, went. it yeah. was
0: like this big burst of creativity mm-hmm. yeah it's incredible and in, be- in between that as well because you know he's writing songs but he does actually manage to manufacture a really unbelievable smash hit in good vibrations and we see him mm. piecing together that track obsessing
1: <laughs> yeah on the cellos isn't it obsessing over the cello sound yeah
0: Yeah, absolutely but it is a huge hit but is his father he's sort of reluctantly you know pleased
1: with him well he's isn't this where his father walks in and reveals he's just sold all their songs well that's is um, that is that then or is that later on i think this
3: is this is towards the end of the
0: it's towards the end of his story yeah i mean it says he has his break does his drugs you know He's it's, written this out. Well, they release Pet Sounds, but it's it's the critics like it, but it doesn't really sell good vibrations good vibration cells but pet sounds doesn't really and so you know it's it sends uh, i could want to keep saying paul dano it sends brian wilson into because this is a real person's life that we're talking about sends him into you know a a big depressive spiral there's a sort of haunting episode where his things have got out of control where they're having dinner i thought that was um, so
1: well done that part with the noise
0: yeah Wow. And he's just listening to the clinks on the plates. Yeah, it's like the-
3: uh, spaced, but more, mm. more, this is a serious version of it. Yeah. Um, where everything's just getting too much and he, he does lose it and scream at them to shut up and, yeah. and stop doing it. And he's losing control, I think.
0: Yeah. And he's sleeping more and doing more drugs and it's not good for him. And then, you know, Brian's father does come home and tells him one day, oh, you know, we've sold the rights to everything.
3: Well, he also plays some music from just a Beach Boys clone yeah. uh, that oh, are doing yeah. the old stuff, and it does sound exactly like it, and I did have their name written down, but let's not give them this, any yeah, kudos. Yeah. And, yeah, just, just a final sort of fuck you, you're a disappointment, I've sold all the music, mm. I'm keeping the money, mm. fuck you, basically. Yeah. He says, you can't nothing. do that, and he says, yeah, I can, I've done it. So, you know,
0: I mean, he piece just of shit. Sinks into, you know, I mean, it's famously he didn't get
3: out of bed
1: three years
3: fucking put on a lot of weight he's just doing it in a real bad way
0: yeah and paul dano has put on a lot of weight for this role it's uncanny his resemblance to mm-hmm. a, a young brian wilson yeah
3: he, he does look the part mm. um
0: and his performance is terrific throughout this part of the stories you know he's kind of this naive guy just trying to navigate all this stuff desperate for his father's approval mm-hmm. and desperate to get this this stuff out of him
3: He's also, there is just a, determinate, a determined streak in him to say, no, I'm not going to cave and just write that music anymore. Yeah. he. There was some chat that he, and they do talk about the Beatles in the film. He mentions Rubber Soul, and he says, he's like, they're, they're moving on, I want to move on too, you know, and they were a, a big inspiration to him. And a, there's some chat that God Only Knows is about Paul Lennon and John McCartney, and he said if they weren't doing the stuff that they were doing, he wouldn't have had it in him to do the records that he wanted to make, mm. um, which is quite a nice touch.
0: I think what, one of the things I like about it is that quite often, like creative genius is shown as being a byproduct of mental illness, and in this, it's the, it's the opposite. It's like the creativity is almost in spite of his mental illness that he's mm. able. You know, this he he gets it out because you know he he does really crumble life falls apart and we do pick the story up several years later really after he's gone to bed with John Cusack picking up the reins in the 1980s
1: why do you think they did that with John Cusack and not did Paul Dano is it a clear delineation of I guess it's something
0: to do about how he's changed and how Cusack portrays him because I don't think he looks especially like no
1: not at all
3: no, he um, doesn't. He doesn't have that appearance. But it didn't. I didn't bother me at all in the film. It's only now thinking back, I'm like, well, yeah, the appearance is like poor Dano is bang on. Yeah, whereas is not. But but I, I didn't care is about
0: playing that. him in quite. You know, it's he's playing him in a noticeably actory way. I think. Yeah. And so there must have been something about his mannerisms or something that reminded yeah.
3: them of the real Brian Wilson. Yeah, they. The the first scene we have of them is it's in a car dealership. Cadillac gets into a car and has a conversation with a, a lady sales rep um, about it just wants this car. But they they close the door and they're just having a, a conversation and he's kind of really reserved... I say introverted but i don't know if that's the right word for it he's, he's
0: obviously very vulnerable yeah straight he's, away he's
3: meek but he's still he's saying to them, i want this car like yeah. this particular one that we're in now is the one that i want and she's like okay and
0: also because it's obvious that there are other people and she says
3: a big guy walking around she's like the guy's looking at you he's like oh that's my bodyguard and she's like oh. and then they they come over and say to him like you know you've got to come with us now um and she's a bit like this is all very strange and he's mm. He's borrowed her pen and he's written something on a business card, which he hands to her. Could be a top five. Top five business cards. <laughs> yeah, business cards, yeah, that's good as well. <laughs> but she doesn't look at it immediately and he's sort of taken away. like kind it's of handled, seems like. He's yeah, he's out, kind of like.
0: bustled out of there, yeah. But yeah. I want this card, this particular one.
3: Yeah, and, and when they've gone, she looks at the business card and, and what were the three words he it had says, written lonely, scared, frightened. Yeah, which is quite something to write on a card and give to someone. Mm. I think, Um, obviously, very telling about his uh, state of mind. So we we get to learn about the the sort of entourage that he has around him through more through.
0: Well, they go on a date, don't they? Through her interaction, and she
3: gets to meet them, and she can see clearly that this is this is a strange setup and it's not right, and. It's Paul Giamatti playing the one of the most hateable fucking oh, characters what a I've ever seen on screen. Yeah, I wanted to fucking reach in and murder <laughs> yeah. this cunt. Yeah, he was. Fucking oh, it's horrific. horrific. Yeah. So he
1: give me an Arnold Palmer. He th- this character, and you have to remember, this is fucking real. And apparently, the film yeah. film made him nicer than he actually was.
3: Yeah, right. I mean, some people say it was. Yeah, trailer, it's, it's unfortunate
1: the- he's not
0: around, I guess, to give his side of the story. Is that being charitable? I don't know. Yeah, no. maybe.
3: But 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 what we saw on the screen and what the story is telling us, and so we can only t- comment about yeah. that. He he basically knows that Brian Wilson is a cash cow for him, so he's got his, he's got Brian Wilson to move out of his big gaff. Yeah, and he is moved into that and is making Brian Wilson stay. Although it's not. Too shabby, it's basically. not too shabby. The apartment, it's still a beachfront thing, the, yeah. but still, you know, he's, man- he's completely manipulating. He's still a him. Britney Spears
1: dad, yeah, basically.
3: He is, and it, he's Britney Spears, and, him, and he yeah. t- and it turns out that he's over medicating him mm. to mm. keeping him. And yeah, I don't know where, Signed we want into to, his will. where we want to pick it up. Well, that's how they get yeah. him, yeah. But he, there's a scene where. Well, first of all, they go on a few dates and there's some nice sort of romance and you're kind of hoping that something, you know, good's going to come out of it. And it does later on down the line. But first of all, there's a really nice scene where they're on the boat. The boat, yeah. It's (laughs) it's, the son. It's the son of Paul Massey, Yeah. Mm. And and he just says, well, let's jump off. Let's jump off and we'll just swim up, you know. Mm. And she's like, oh, can we do that? And they do it. And it's really nice. And they have this scene. They they go back and they they make sweet love to each other. And they're they're sitting there. And then in the morning, he's then has this sort of paranoia of, like, she's got to go. Yeah. You've got to go. When he
0: goes full ghost story, doesn't he? He wraps himself in the duvet and he's like, you've got to get the fuck out. You've got to go now. Like, if he finds
3: out, you've got to go. And so he's always terrified of, like, Mm. what this guy's... The hold yeah, they had on he is he really awful. Him.
0: He doesn't see him for a while, and then she goes up there well, to she, check on him.
3: She phones around the family, doesn't she? She phones around some people and just to check in on him and just to say, "Is this guy all right? You know, yeah. she's obviously concerned about what's going on.
0: Yeah, she, she goes. And that's the, when she turns up at the house with the soup. Uh, yeah, with the matzo ball soup. Exactly. What uh, is that matzo ball
3: soup? It's like a broth with big dumplings. Oh. Is that right? Yeah, that quite yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. it is nice. Yeah, my grandma used to make it. Yeah. It was sad, not-
0: actually, because I felt I remembered, like, oh, I'll never have my grandma's matzahol. Yeah,
3: it's sad. but yeah. well, he wasn't allowed it in the film either because it was uh, unhealthy for him. So yeah, he, he
0: does yeah. say it was sodium, doesn't he? Yeah, and he's drugged up to the eyeballs because she's the housekeeper who's <laughs> yeah. an illegal immigrant or however you're supposed to say that. I do know.
3: Illegal might, alien?
0: Yeah. Undocumented. Does, undocumented, und- und- uh,
1: undocumented migrant.
0: There you go. Let's do that. An yeah. undocumented migrant. She's uh, frightened, but she's been confiscating pills. She's got an enormous it's glass jar George, just fuck. full of stuff. And he's fucked out of his mind anyway, as, and, and as he, she sees. And then Giamatti, who's sporting this ridiculous hairpiece. It's one of the it's worst It's distracting.
3: <laughs> I don't know if, if did, like, like, in real life he had a bad wig or <laughs> mm, this was just a bad wig in a movie. But prop. It is
0: fucking incredible. And physically, he's he's strongly reminiscent of Wilson's father, you know, because he's a dumpy. Dark and he's shouting, at Wilson. shouting. He's just he's fucking get this, at
1: get this project started. Yeah. He's got, obviously got one to go cause, because, reading into this, he'd got himself signed into the credits of that album, that's why mm. he wanted it produced. Yeah,
3: well, he, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, he's,
0: uh, there is that scene with the Arnold Palmer. What is an Arnold Palmer? Do you know it's a
3: cocktail of some variety? It's, gin, I'm, gin I'm,
1: and
0: it's mentioned
3: in the other guys when. Will Ferrell and Mike Wilber go to his ex, yeah. Mrs. Arnie Palmies. Yeah. <laughs> but I still don't oh, know. Yeah, I still don't guy. know what what is in it. But anyway, yeah, he takes a sip of it and then just like berates the housekeeper in front of yeah. what's yeah. her name about? Like, what the fuck is it? You know, yeah. it's just a fucking just piece, piece of shit. shit. Yeah. And then there's another scene where he fucking just berates Brian Wilson in front of everyone, and it's so humiliating, it's horrible. It's mm. just just the fucking worst, and so. I don't know. Did they fully explain it in the in the movie? But it's she gets in touch with the cousin Carl. No, it's Carl Wilson, the brother. Is the is the brother? Yeah, who helps them? Who? It's Carl's lawyers that get involved, and for some reason, it has to be a family
1: to unravel it.
3: And it's was it the will he's got? Yeah, yeah, he'd, he's, he'd he'd he changed his will.
1: Rather crudely, and they'd found like the evidence of well, the housekeeper had done a hell of a good job. Yeah, Arnold Palmer is a non alcoholic beverage that combines iced tea and lemonade. Okay, I'll never have one of those.
3: So,
0: yeah, well, he uh, gets that's basically just ends up getting him. I mean, that's kind of how the movie, well, she's separate; she's
1: leaving him alone. So, her intentions are pretty honorable in that. Mm. She she said, I'm leaving him alone, but I'm going to make sure that he is in a better place than when I have left him. She sort of
3: says, I'm no better than them because I just want him for my own benefit. And you're like, fucking hell, you've been like the <laughs> yeah. one, like, good, thing good in his high life. person in his life. So she, yeah, you're right. She does, she tries to just support him from afar to make sure he's okay, but just leave him alone. But, Fortunately, you know, they do, they well, do end up-
1: He goes to the car dealership to confront her. Yeah. And she, she serves him with the, the yeah. legal papers and it fucking, his world just crashes in and you see a really nasty side of his character.
0: It's a great moment actually, where he's like pounding on the glass. Yeah. He's, being really, really aggressive, and she, he knows she's in there. It's quite an aggressive thing yeah. to do, to especially to a woman. Are you allowed to say that? I think that's okay. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So, and then she opens the door and just stands there and looks at him. And, and you realize
3: you know, he's a coward because he can't do it face mm. to face. Yeah. And she, he, like, he, he will only do it through the door yeah. with the blinds up. And as soon as he's like, you know, like any bully or whatever, when they're confronted, he's like, he yeah. freezes. You know. he,
1: he was rinsing... But he's Brian, powerless. Yeah. He was rinsing Brian Wilson mm. for about 480 grand a year mm. and living rent-free, yeah. food-free, everything-free. So he, he took a huge amount of money. And the court settlement, it reveals at the end, obviously, part of the settlement... I'd be interested to know what actually happened, how, which party was found to be found, what and where. But part of it was that he could no longer contact Brian Wilson. Mm, yeah, so, there
3: was a restraining order. I think there was... Wasn't there a restraining order with Mike Love and Brian Wilson as well? Yeah, I think there was. Yeah, yeah. and he's obviously... He's had his medical licence revoked. Yeah. I think, fuck. And Brian Wilson was reevaluated and put on some appropriate medication and had yeah, a significant yeah. improvement, as they say that in the film. But I don't know how much you've seen of him, but
1: he's Ooh, fucking... Do you see him at um, some, Glastonbury? It's it's weird yeah. because he... You
3: know, his mind is 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 obviously a little bit all over the place but if you plonk him down in front of the (laughs) piano and it all comes back that's all alright, but normal convers- conversing, and so that is, is difficult for him. I think I know some people that went to see him when he toured. It was it was around the time of Glastonbury. So I don't know, maybe that was about ten years ago, but maybe more. And said, it, unbelievable, and you know, they've got like the best musicians, like the Wrecking Crews, like touring with them, mm. um, and it was just amazing. But it's also sad because you know the guy is, is kind of messed up, because yeah. you know, of all the abuse and and way too many drugs as well,
2: yeah.
3: But it was a, yeah. I don't know. I think the artwork I saw for the for the movie just had like a smiling Paul Dano in the front, and I wasn't sort of strapped in, even though I knew uh, I knew that his father was abusive. I knew nothing about the 1980s chapter of this movie mm. at all. Like okay. I didn't I didn't see that coming, and so this was like. <clears throat> It does have a happy ending in the, and they tell you in the in the the text ending bit that they they did get together and they had five five kids together, five kids, Mm. and that his ex was it his ex wife was still involved and it was all like that side of it had become a a real positive and a real happy chapter of his life, but a lot of the movie was just so grim.
0: Yeah, I liked it though. Oh, I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was sad and touching there was it was light on really understanding why she and him got together like what her love interest in him was beyond i suppose compassion but that's probably enough but um yeah it was what an incredible
1: story i i really enjoyed it but i've I enjoyed more Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody if you're going to look at biopics and I think it was probably because it's going to link to the, like the music more in the other two despite the fact liking the Beach Boys. This felt very I I would have liked to have seen how the Beach Boys started I think. But that would have probably... this film That seems, was in this story. Yeah, though. this that story was, was the focus of his mental health and how yeah. people had interrupted his life. I think, and,
3: I think his father was a frustrated musician and he, like, f- not forced, but yeah. got the kids into music and then when realised they were successful, like, he lived yeah. vicariously some, through them.
1: There are some very strong parallels to Michael Jackson through this. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that the as well. The unlicensed doctor... Yeah. That was just prescribing what the hell he wanted, mm. which eventually killed Jackson. Abusive father. The abusive father. Mm. Yeah. Um, Chim- chimpanzees. Chimpanzees, <laughs> the merry-go-round, <laughs> Regal's weekly visits. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um
0: It was very moving sometimes yeah. this yeah, and yeah. A, a sort of sensitive portrayal, especially mm. I think by Paul Dano
3: mm. um, he was excellent he
0: was he, really was really, good. he, he was. continues my trend of thinking he's brilliant and everything I've seen him in I, is he gonna be it. shit in the Batman I don't know
3: I've only heard people say it's amazing
1: so. okay what does all he right. play in the okay. Batman
3: the kiddie Riddler
0: the Riddler yeah all the scenes of the music making are very compelling and authentic and if you didn't know it it's a, you know a really fantastic storing it, it's absorbing it might just cause you to completely reappraise the beach the beach boys. Like it did in my case.
1: Do you think it was uh, in danger of being too Hollywood happy ending? In that not all sides of the story are potentially covered because I yes, don't know what the other sides probably, of the story are. Probably, yeah. I, I would have felt slightly potentially the other members, like we've alluded to, the other members of the band might feel like they're nobodies.
3: Well, there is loads of other interesting stuff, but you, you know, this is the story of him and and the, this this period of his life. I mean, Dennis Wilson, he was writing music with. Charles Manson <laughs> all right Fuck. yeah it's, it's fucking mad it's bonkers so Beach Boys like if you think of them as the, the early stuff there's loads more interesting shit going on and they play in my room towards the end of this movie yeah but that was an earlier hit that wasn't well not a hit but that was an earlier track that, that he'd written and the lyrics to that just fucking spell it all out yeah you know, that all this shit was going on and you know it's, they're they're a much more interesting band than those fucking fairway stupid songs would would have you believe. Yeah. Money-wise, this was thrown together for a mere $10 million. But do you think it won or lost at the box office?
1: A little bit of a win? Yeah, I would hope so.
3: It made nearly $29 million. That's So that's, 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 that's good. This, for me, is a strong recommend. Yeah. And I would also say, as a companion piece, seek out the making of okay. Pet Sounds documentary on... I saw it on Prime. It's fucking brilliant. Mm. Really, I'm really still
1: brilliant. having a bit of uh, twenty-hour Beatles flashbacks. That I just <laughs> I still need to sort of come down from every so often. Fucking hearing that same song that they rehearsed. Now you're right
3: with <laughs> this one. It's uh, it's like an hour. Yeah, an hour okay, and 20. that's cool. It's, and it's sort of it does feel a lot like this in that you'll hear just the same intro and him going i no, do it again mm. do it again. you know because mm. he's obsessive like almost like a stanley kubrick filmmaking way of like yeah. we need a million takes of it until we get it perfect so um yeah well worth watching this children's entertainment was something that myself and the family binge watched during my covid isolation episode it's called making fun and it's about so it's not a story based it's thing. the
1: repair shop for kids basically yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's just not a bit bad thing. like
0: it's in the vein of scrap heap challenge i would have said a little bit yeah yeah it's yeah, yeah of i that get that yeah vibe to
3: it it's a fella called jimmy deresta and he was uh, like a toy designer mm. in a former life and he's done all sorts of other stuff but he now has a big farm kind of thing going on in the countryside where he has this enormous workshop like hannibal the cannibal
0: you catch what toys he designed have you seen that?
3: Something Guts
0: yeah the gurgling guts yeah, thing yeah. which he prototyped by using a condom <laughs> and I think a ping pong ball and some tomato sauce or something okay
3: yeah. pretty cool yeah so the the story story. each episode begins with him saying this this tale of how he hated living in the city he mm. didn't want to do this so he moved back out to the countryside and he's got his workshop Well, he's,
0: he's, he, he says I didn't like the city I didn't like making toys and I don't really like kids
3: he says i don't Gr- hate Gr- kids but i mean really, you know yeah. he's a proper grinch yeah so i assumed that he doesn't have any kids of his own yeah i don't think he does no. so him and his crew they just assemble stuff for yeah. kids and in this they well, have... don't
0: just gloss over the crew because they're there's some of the hairiest men yeah well we can mandatory, get here.
1: mandatory birds yeah have all of them got beard i think they do don't they? Yeah, yeah they do
0: yeah well there's jack man the engineer he's the
3: really boring one he yeah. but he's the engineer Jackman. so he does all the mathematics uh, all the calculations yeah. and stuff and they are
0: all... and then yeah. we've
3: got the
1: one who's on ketamine canadian pat
0: yeah well he's he's his welding helmet has enormous bison <laughs> horns on it yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like it's instantly like canadian pat yeah, yeah. he's alleged because he's a lunatic
0: and then there's Derek, who's got an enormous beard and, uh, best friend Graz, and he, he's got, he makes bad jokes, and he also has an enormous. Yeah.
3: Name. He, yeah. So there, you're right. They are all bearded. So that's strong because we've all got beards. Mm, yeah. And that they invite suggestions from kids yeah. uh, with zero enthusiasm yeah. because they don't like kids yeah. uh, and they know they're going to get asked to build something fucking nonsensical. <laughs> so the kids will
0: It's like Dragon, D- Dragon's Den but yeah. the ideas are only slightly yeah. less stupid
3: So they'll just be, they've got a a giant sort of TV screen that he's boxed in in some wood and he sort of waves his hand as if he can swish them away yeah. and the kids will say I want, you know, whatever Did it is Did you catch
0: some of them, some of their suggestions I from the kids? Done, yeah uh, a pig tripper, a catapult that throws cat poo, a plane with feet, mm-hmm. a mansion described in tedious detail, <laughs> and a thing that was basically an iPhone, which I thought was good because it was teaching kids. Because he was basically like, "No, that's reapplication of existing technology. Get the fuck out." Yeah.
3: yeah. On on this one, they settle on like a unicorn bicycle, unicorny yeah. cycle, mm. and to make it interesting, they're going to separate into teams. Yeah, and each build at what do you call it unicorn cycle unicorn cycle uh, and then have a race
1: see this is the part where i'm glad my kids agreed with me they just went i don't need the crappy in joke story dramatization you just build it and I go. I just want to see what it looks like because they were genuinely. That's going to be amazing. I want to see what it looks like, and I want to see the race. I don't need the bit where, uh, you know, when they whenever they dramatize it and they do a cutaway. Scripted. Oh yeah, we really struggled with this bit of the build and all this sort of stuff. The scripted parts. Yeah, so yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, but they do. They do show you a lot of technique in this. A, yeah, lot, of, a lot of the yeah. gripes that I have with some other programs I've watched. Like I, used to, I used to watch American Restoration because I liked some of the stuff they were restoring, but it would be some chat to camera. Go to ads, come back. Here's the finished product. You're like, but how did you do it? Like, <laughs> yeah. to, to, for all I know, you just bought one, you one in. You know? Yeah, you whereas, wanted the Hayes manual. This they do show you um, the inner workings of some of them. Uh, the the first episode is a dinosaur that fires ta- that shoots tacos out of its mouth. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so you sit underneath it and you get a taco, and they show you you know pretty much how they. Build every single step of it. This one, I I really like the epoxy stuff that they make. Brilliant, yeah, I love so that. Because Canadian Pat, he's an expert on the lathe. He
1: mm. mm, makes the horn, doesn't he? Yeah, I, it looked really like good. a dildo at one it, point. It did look like an anal bead. They so
3: they build a sort of frame and then they pour layers of mm. epoxy in that they've used dye to make food, and they they make. Yeah, but they this, were literally like applying a layer and then stopping
0: to wait for it to dry he said 15 minutes in the program but it's surely Lies. bullshit Lies. right yeah,
3: it was a lot longer than that yeah
0: but it did at first when they got it out it looked kind of dull and I didn't get it but when he shined the light yeah it, was me, he like, wow. yeah it
3: was cool so the yeah and the, it's just the two teams building stuff and his sort of general negative attitude towards the children because they crop back up in every episode yeah. and then they they sort of revised the the design yeah they my wife saying, yeah. has
0: been listening to this podcast for too long because the second <laughs> the one who got picked Jemmy who, who asked for the unicorn yeah. she fucking hated her and <laughs> proceeded to tell me every time she appeared how much how awful she was and all (laughs) that's no manners it was just like being here so, but she was awful. And, so, and
1: um, they made an, a very significant amendment to the unicorner cycle. Yeah. And but, I
0: thought this was also yeah. good because this is like work as well, where some fucking prick comes in <laughs> right at the end, just as you're about to deliver it. And they're yeah. like, oh yeah, no, now it needs to fart glitter as well. Like, you, like, yeah. You, of the project
1: manager. Oh yeah, we'll do that. That's yeah, fine. That's fine. Of course fine. it does.
0: Yeah. So that was very much like real world stuff.
1: Yeah. Shitting glitter.
0: So yeah, they do have to make it fart glitter and then, uh, which they do. Mm-hmm. And then they have a race. Yeah. Who won the race? The Did we one. talk about the, the, cause yeah, one of them has got the epoxy horn and the, the wooden foam, one has the epoxy horn. And it's got legs that move mm. on, cause it's yeah. tied to a thing and a parallel sort yeah. of circle and all that. And then the other one was made out of wood. I felt they should have painted it maybe. Yeah, I thought so. Um, but it was the better machine because it, it raced out the gate and he farts the blue, Glitter in Graz's face. That's pretty and cool. And they go firing off, and he's covered in blue glitter, and yeah. he comes second. So eventually, the better bike was the wooden one, but the obnoxious girl, <laughs> she picks the other bike, so both yeah, teams. Yeah, because she play. hasn't got a clue.
1: I, I thought the presenters worked really well with this. I know they were playing it as though, oh, we hate fucking kids, but they genuinely seem to hate fucking kids, <laughs> and they were like, actually had quite a lot of fun, and it mm-hmm. works well. It
3: just, it's like... Four, or five, like man, childs in yeah. a in a thing, but, yeah. but able to build amazing stuff, and they've really you know, they have got the skills. Um,
0: and the central idea is that it's utterly pointless as well, which yeah. I
3: really like. It's it's obviously a show that's been made during COVID as well, because the kids are on the screen and they mm. they don't get the things that they build. They're not, it's not delivered to their gaff or anything. I was wondering do they just like end up in mm. a skip after they've done a week of this build? <laughs> um, I don't know.
2: It, it
1: was completely surreal. It was the. David Lynch of <laughs> Children's Entertainment, where it just went fucking nuts. It was just Looneyville. And like you said, it's made. Quality by the fact that these boys can actually build stuff. Yeah. It's not just like Art Attack with New Buchanan drawing around his dick with a marker pen <laughs> and then, then doing elephant impressions.
0: A lot of, did you pick up on that? There was a lot of killjoys and safety trolls online oh. uh, talking about yeah, how unsafe it. everything is, how the tools have been used incorrectly with incorrect techniques. And he's in fact been targeted by the self styled China's number one DIY YouTuber, Naomi Wu. And she Posts pictures from each of his mates, like the shows, and then critiques the dangers of it, oh, and then posts extremely graphic images of like mutilated hands and stuff that would have resulted from unsafe practices. So, but didn't. that's going on. That's going on right now because I, I saw an argument on Twitter today. So that's hot. Off the press, this
1: is on on Twitter, yeah.
0: So maybe he is really unsafe. I don't know. I can't make anything, so I can barely make a cup of tea. So
3: I think they're wearing safety goggles and stuff. I mean, I thought the programs had to comply with some sort of like thing.
0: I mean, he there is one point where he's welding, I think, and he's only got sunglasses on. Oh, he does make a
3: comment about that actually. Yeah, there's one episode where they're trying to make a design. I think she that one of the kids asked for lightning, and this is cool. So they put two. I think it was nails, whatever it was, in the wood. And then they splash water on it. And then you connect <laughs> the nails up to an electrical Amazing. current. Yeah. And it the current goes through the water and burns it like a fractal almost yeah. uh, to make it it's a fucking cool technique. That's probably a little sounds bit, a little bit dangerous. That's, that's probably it? a little bit unsafe. Yeah. But I'm sure that they followed all the proper requisite yeah, yeah.
0: Um, i don't know about that stuff i would never attempt to do anything like this at home anyway and i did like watching it and the, the missus like watch it we'll probably watch another couple of
3: oh we smashed a whole lot i thought loved it every day was um like oh can we watch? and there's one do they show you it in the credits or does it just keep popping up when you when you actually click on the it's the guitar boat and that yeah. was what she really wanted to get to, and I think it's the last episode, and that's pretty pretty spectacular. Oh, cool.
0: He is an interesting guy. He's fifty four. He's married. Mm. He took in a fellow YouTube DIY star, a guy called David Wilder or Willie. He, he was homeless. Oh, right. And he now lives with Jimmy and his wife. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that is quite an I think interesting. He does the story podcast as well, doesn't he? He does, yeah. What a loser. Yeah, I know. Well, I think he would probably want to chat with us because, like, you know.
3: Yeah, well, because we loved his show, he's bound to want to come on. Yeah. Uh, I did genuinely really enjoy this, and I would absolutely recommend you watch the rest of it. Correct. Yeah.
1: I would heartily recommend it.
0: And kids liked it. My, I didn't get the chance to watch it with my kids. I tried. Your but daughter loves it. Absolutely yeah. loves it. And yeah, mine kids? love
1: it. They watch <laughs> it when they have their tea. She might
3: have a misguided sort of thing that I would be able to make some of the stuff. It's <laughs> yeah. absolutely not the case. What, no. what is your... Could, if you were given a workshop full
0: of stuff, could you knock up a unicorn bite I, of any fashion?
3: Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I think I could make stuff, yeah, because... It's like a recipe. As long as I've got the instructions and I'm told what to do mm. and you know, you can see it on YouTube and follow it, yeah I reckon I can make maybe not stuff as complex as this, but I wouldn't, you know, be I wouldn't find it too daunting.
1: I'd be fine on the artistic sort of making the horse, but it'd be the mechanics of getting that bike working, that'd be rightful. You did put
3: the horn somewhere else as well.
0: I I'd, yeah, d- <laughs> I'd lose a
3: finger reading the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually give myself a pretty heinous paper cut today, so there's that. Yeah. Right. So yeah, watch this. Watch it's
1: good. It, yeah. yeah, do it
3: all right excellent Uh, i'm glad that our pens top five has already uh, garnered so much attention that we've got nominations who knew
0: our audience were such pen enthusiasts
3: this early stage it really is quite Mm. incredible so that's all great pete is hopefully gonna be with us next week and he's given me his nominations and i tell you what he'd fucking better be here because he has nominated for the midweeker and he's this is fucking just to troll me. He's nominated Top Gun. Why is that to troll you? Because I've said in the past so much I fucking hate it okay. and I turned it All off right. and I refused to All watch right. it. So okay, anyway, gotta watch that. Okay, good. He did go for top five helicopters, but he's changed that now to <laughs> Top Five Eggs. <laughs> eggs. <laughs> eggs. Uh, e double G S, yeah, eggs. Eggs. The main feature okay. we're going for the power of the dog.
2: Okay, oh, Jane Campion.
0: She she really oh, fucked it. Right? She fucked it. She said something amazing. She like absolutely
3: slaughtered Sam Elliott. Well, she she then and then fucked it completely. Completely racist. Day. Like yeah, made fucking, my tweet look really oh, awful. What a bellend. So we're gonna watch that and oh, the Oscars, oh for that. the Oscars. Is that a Western? That's a yeah, Western. Yeah, oh, yeah Pete yeah. I think the Oscars are this week, aren't they? So we may yeah. be reviewing. Because it's got 12 nominations. Oh, fucking yeah. All we right, may be reviewing okay. like a massive Oscar winning smash a-roo. Uh, and the and kids- it's about
0: how everything's powered by dogs. Yes. And masturbation.
1: And
3: gays, I think. yeah,
1: ga- uh, repress, Gay dogs. Repressed, masturbatory Western cowboys.
3: In a nutshell, we've already reviewed <laughs> it. We've basically.
1: already had gay cowboys. So let's get it. Oh, never your sex date. <laughs> uh,
3: and the kids TV is Banana Man, season two, episode <laughs> three. Uh, which you will have to find somewhere. I don't know where.
0: Season two, episode three. Yeah, we'll have to make sure it's the right one because we've had season two, episode three type shenanigans before. So we'll, get, you know, that's obviously. And, and a very Banana Man one.
1: is a cartoon that's been around for since we were, of since time. We were kids. So is it new Banana Man or old Banana Man? I don't know if there is. He needs a new one. to qualify it. Eggs
3: and bananas. Eggs, I don't know eggs and if there's and a thing. And, and, and dogs. Power of dogs. That's good. I don't have anything else to say. So for now. All that remains is to say sidy signing out. Reeks out.
1: Harry, goodbye. Egg me. <laughs>